Welcome to another inspirational message from Chowdean Community Church, Gateshead. For more information about Chowdean, visit www.chowdean.org.uk. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Seth's already said we're carrying on. Uh, looking at the commandments and uh, there's just one verse of scripture this morning that introduces uh, the commandment that I'm speaking about and it's in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 7. Exodus 20 and verse 7 and this is what it says. It simply says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. So, you shall not misuse or take the name of the Lord your God in vain. For the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Now, the Ten Commandments, they're not just ten good ideas. They're not just ten good suggestions. They're not just ten good guidelines. They're not even ten good rules. It's about lifestyle. They are a guideline for lifestyle. I'm informed that in the world there's about 32 million different laws, approximately. There's probably more. And the thing is, people tweak the law, they change the law, people tweak rules, people change rules. Everything's constantly changing. But you cannot improve on the Ten Commandments. They cannot be changed. They don't need to be changed. We cannot improve in them because they are still relevant today as they have ever been. When laws are broken, when laws are ignored, I'm sure you'll agree, that's when chaos, that's when wrongdoing spoils things. It affects things. It affects people's lives. It affects society. In, in fact, it erodes society. We can all talk about all oh, the good old days and uh, even as we get older we say the good old days but society becomes eroded. People get hurt when rules are broken or commandments are broken. Society suffers. Families hurt. Individuals hurt. So this morning what I want to focus on is what is in a name. Well, names are very important. They were important in Bible times. They show us that people actually care because we're given a name. Mention some names and they bring different reactions. Mother Teresa, we conjure up a picture straight away. Hitler, we conjure up a picture straight away. Judas, we think of possibly a traitor. Thomas, we possibly think of a doubter. Hitler has mentioned a murderer. George Washington, we think of honesty. We can bring up more up-to-date names. David Beckham conjures up things. We can conjure up names for lots of other things. Now, you know I'd get this one in. Newcastle United, what does that conjure up? Sheffield Wednesday, of course. What does that conjure up? Or even worse than that, Sunderland. What does that conjure up? But names, we think about things, we talk about names, names come to things. When we're picking a name for a baby, yeah? 
you know what happens? You go through a list of names, it's, oh, and they mention somebody, and it's a person. You relate the name to a person. We've all done it. They say, oh, I don't like that name. Oh, that one's okay. Oh, I like that one. And they mention, oh, no, don't like that one. But that's what we do with names. I wonder what people say when they mention our name. I wonder what thoughts are conjured up in their minds. What do they think? As people, whether we like it or not, we label people, don't we? We love to label things. We love to put a name and put a label on it. Well, I want to tell you this morning, this is what I believe a name, a name signifies. A name signifies one's character, one's reputation, and one's authority. God's name is important. The name of God represents the very nature of God. So if we think of God's character, God reveals himself to us through his word, through his titles, through his attributes, through his law, his works, his deeds, his teachings, his death, and his resurrection, and all the power that that brings. And they're all wrapped up, all those things all wrapped up in one name. And in John 17, God's name signifies God's character. And when you've got time, when you get home, if you read John 17, it's when Jesus is praying the night before his crucifixion. And the full chapter is Jesus, his prayer. A name signifies reputation. Names were chosen carefully in Bible times. Meanings were considered before a name was given. Importance is placed on the family name. If a family member does something wrong, have we heard it said before? You've brought shame on the family. Or you've brought shame on the family name. Why? Because you share the same name. And names signify reputation. A name signifies authority. It is significant that we did not name God, but God revealed his name to man. Man has since named many things, including false gods, and ignores God's character, ignores God's reputation, ignores God's authority, but God, make no mistake, has absolute authority. And that authority is signified by his name. And you and I, as part of the body, are messengers of God. We can have, we can claim the authority that Jesus offers us. But it's his authority. It is his name. David and Goliath, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45. David recognized the authority behind God's name. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been stood there in front of a big giant. He recognized the authority that was in God's name. I wonder in some of the situations we find ourselves in sometimes, do we? Perhaps sometimes we do, if I'm being honest for myself, yeah. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It's the most important name is Jesus and Lord. Lord equals Yahweh. Yahweh equals I am who I am, which equals self-existence, which equals eternity, which equals the sovereignty of God. 
And Jesus equals salvation. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. Salvation is found only in Him. No one else. Only in Him. Which equals, we can only be saved in Him, through Him, and by Him. God's name signifies character, reputation, and authority. So the question we need to ask ourselves then is, do we actually take God seriously? The word take, translated, means to bear or to carry something. The word vain means emptiness or worthlessness. So to take God's name in vain means to empty his name of content or to make it irrelevant, which is exactly what society and the media seek to do. They seek to make God's name irrelevant and insincere and empty. So the Hebrew connotation, as we've just said, is for vanity is empty the name. And what we've got to do is not empty God's name. We need to add weight and glory to the name of Jesus. And we need to fill it up rather than empty it. So how do we use, misuse God's name? Well, we can use it in many ways. We can use it to insult, swearing, treating something sacred with contempt and abuse. God didn't intend for his name to be a cliche. And why blame God anyway for something that he's probably had nothing to do with? We're pretty good at that sometimes. And of course, taking his name is vain. Probably classed as swearing. Well, you know, none of us are perfect. But I would suggest that swearing displays a lack of character, displays a lack of intelligence, displays a lack of understanding, and displays at times a lack of respect and reverence. We need to be careful with our words. James chapter 3 verse 8, But no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. The things we say sometimes speak against God's character. We can be irreverent sometimes. We can curse sometimes. And it's not the proper use of God's name. We can use His name to indulge. And we shouldn't. We pray prayers or we say things with no intention of doing what God wants us or actually is telling us to do. And that is an insult to God. We do things probably sometimes because it's expected or we do it to look good or to look the part or we do it out of a sense of duty or tradition or because we're superstitious. I've never quite understood that one. How can a Christian be superstitious? I know sportsmen have all these little superstitions when it's, I'm always last out the tunnel when we run on the pitch. I always put my shirt on just as we're coming out. Well, that's fine. But you will still win some games, lose some games, and draw some games. So it makes no difference. So how a Christian can be superstitious is beyond me. Yeah, you can have silly little habits, that's fair enough. But not be superstitious. And then we fall in, don't we? Good things happen. Aren't we lucky? Isn't God good? Bad things happen. Oh, why did this happen? Why did God let that happen? Haven't I been unlucky? 
And when bad things happen, people very often, atheists included, tend to cry out to God. And then when things start to turn around again and get worked through, they immediately then forget God and put him back on the back burner. We forget him. And let's be honest, we're no different at times. We're no different at times. We use God's name for our own ends, to satisfy, to meet our own needs, and there's nothing wrong with that, but that shouldn't be the focus. We're sometimes not really interested in what God's will is, but what we can get. We can use God's name to intimidate again. We don't need to do this. We try and use God's name to justify sometimes our own ideas, our own plans, our own beliefs, our own ideals. Probably sometimes, dare I say, our own comfort zones. You know, we use this term, well, well, God told me this and God told me that. Of course He speaks. I'm not saying God doesn't speak. But we need to be careful sometimes. And we need to test what we believe God is saying. And we test that together as a corporate body. And we pray it together. And that's how we test it. We try sometimes to twist the Bible, don't we? To fit in with our own ideals or our own lifestyles. When we become a Christian, we take on God's name. It's like getting married. Yeah? When you get married, the woman takes on the husband's surname. And it's a bit like that with God. We take on God's name when we become a Christian. We take on the name of Christ. Our name changes and so should our character change. It's more serious than just a word. It's about taking on a name. It's about living it out. It's about making it real. It's about putting it on display. It's about living a lifestyle. We take on God's name for a covenant purpose. We are married, as it were, to Christ. We are part of the body. Christian means to be Christ-like. And again, the question, and I'm asking myself, are we always are we always Christ-like? We can misuse God's name by our actions. Titus 1 verse 16, they claim to know God, but their actions, in their actions they deny Him. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing anything good. Hypocrisy, Isaiah 29 verse 13, these people come near me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is made up only of rules taught by men. When we honor God with our lips, but not with our hearts, our full being, we are misusing God's name. Ungodly lifestyles. We call ourselves Christians, but our lives are not what they should be. Again, I ask that question, and I ask myself that question, what's your reputation? What's our reputation as a church? What's my reputation? What does our name, your name, my name signify? Another thing we can do is we can sometimes get into a trap of praying for our own benefit. In Jesus' name is not just a phrase that we can tag on to the end of a prayer. Are we sincere? Are we concerned for others? Are we concerned for the kingdom? Are we concerned for the lost? Are we seeking to do His will? 
for our own lives and for the life of the church. We can also use, misuse God's name by our vows. Sometimes, and we've all done this, I know I have, sometimes we make idle vows. Sometimes we make rash vows. Sometimes even false vows. And sometimes broken vows. Where are we this morning? Where do we stand this morning? Do we maybe need to readjust a little bit? Realign ourselves with things? When we say what we please, does it please God? It may not bother us, but does it bother Him? I'll read that again. When we say what we please, does it please God? It may not bother us, but does it bother Him? We need to be selective with our words, sincere in our actions, sincere in our reactions. We don't often talk about reactions, but you know, if somebody's being unkind to us, it's important how we react. I'm not saying get walked all over, but it's about how we react sometimes. Our lives need to match what we say, what we believe. And here's the thing, we need to try. I always have this lovely picture of God that He wants us to be the best. He wants us to do anything but it's like a, a good father, isn't it? All you ask of your kids is that they try to be good. They try to do this. They try to do that. And I, I think God's the same. He wants us to be the best. So try. And if we're trying our best, if we're sincere, then we're on the right paths. If you were arrested today, the police have raided us. That'd be pretty cool, actually. Police have raided us this morning. They've all come in. Every single one of us gets arrested. We're all in court, Newcastle Magistrates Court, tomorrow morning for being a Christian. Would we all get convicted? Would there be enough evidence to put us all away? When I read, I've heard that phrase years ago, and when I read it, I thought, wow. Wow. So would there be enough evidence if we were arrested? To prove that we are actually Christians. What a beautiful name is the name of Jesus. Maybe people here to say, today who say, well, why Jesus? I would just say, well, why not? Why not? The forgiver of sins, the one to wipe away guilt, take away our hurt, restore our dignity. The name that carries power. The name that heals. Christianity is not based just on His teaching, but by His resurrection. Salvation is found in no one else but Jesus. He is alive. He is a living God. God's promises are for everyone, yet conditional. We need to do our part. We need to respond. It's like any other relationship. It's a two-way thing this morning is there a gap between our faith and our behavior we all constantly need reconnecting retuning by God because we don't always sound right we get out of tune it's like a musical instrument we have to tune it so that it sounds right we're no different we have to be playing the right tune Paul wants to make his way back. 
pray this morning that something happens in each and every one of our lives. Look within. Are you in the right place today? And by that, I don't mean here at Chowdean at church. I mean with God. Are you in the right place today? Are you where God wants you to actually be? But be encouraged this morning because our greatest struggles are often God's greatest opportunities. Yeah? Our greatest struggles are normally God's greatest opportunities. You know, the gospel that we preach can at times to society be offensive. But the thing is, we don't have to be. You know, we look to God to speak to us and to talk to us. And I was reminded this week that it's very often through the little simple things that God can do His most powerful work. I heard a story of a preacher, and it's a true story, who for years and years had got a friend, and he really wanted his friend to meet the same Jesus that he'd met and be converted and become a Christian. And uh, he used to come to church, came every week, he listened to sermon after sermon after sermon, and eventually, after many, many years, he became a Christian. And his friend, full of joy, went to him and said, because he was a good preacher, his friend went to him, which sermon was it? Which sermon was it? Which sermon got you converted? And he said, none. Not one of your sermons. He said, well, what was it? He says, last week, when I was walking out of your church, I was walking down the steps, and a black lady turned to me and smiled with the loveliest big smile and said, do you love my Jesus like I do? And that was the moment that he got converted. Don't underestimate the little things. Don't underestimate the things that you think are insignificant because they're probably the best things. So the practical little things, the everyday bits of kindness, the personal touch, everything, that is just as important. Okay, so let's do that. So again, the last thing I finish with, what is your reputation? God bless. This is the end of this message. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about our church, please visit www.chowdean.org.uk and please take a minute to rate our podcast on iTunes.